Or turn to your neighbor and tell him I love you. Since you're talking about children, the Lord's quickened my mind to, I just want to play, when I came to my granddaughter's graduation in June, Satuk and I were on our way home, and I received this phone call from California, and I didn't recognize the number, and you know, there's times you don't answer the phone when you don't recognize, it's usually a telemarketer. But I'd like for you to listen to this call. It happened June the 15th of this year. Good morning, Pastor Hook. You may not remember me all that well, but I'm sure my name will jog your memory. Uh, my name's Sean Woody, Teresa Woody's grandson. I was calling to see how you're doing. All these years, you've been such a staple and pillar of my character and success, and... Uh, on the call and see how you're doing. Give you a thank you. Tell you I've been thinking of you all these years. To get this message, give me a call. My number is fine. I'm not going to give you his number. <laughs> but my mind went to that. Oh, Sister Calhoun, Pastor. Haven't seen that kid in 15, 18 years. Thank God that he caught something as a kid, he's 27 years old, living in California, and he never got, forgot what we put in his heart. I'm over thrilled to be here with you today and not under the circumstances, but I'm thrilled to be here with Pastor Calhoun and Sister Calhoun in Life Spring. And uh, I, brought, I brought my own guest. My daughter and son-in-law and, and, of course, Sodi and Dan and Christina. I can't tell you how much I love these people. The Wolves, Ursula. I, I don't, I'm going to mess up all the connections. But I know God's been good to me. I know God's been good to you. And today the Lord has me on a mission here at Live Spring. There's one thing I believe I can say I have done in my 48 years of ministry. I've done my best to preach faith and believe faith and practice faith. Without faith, it's impossible to do what? And so today I'm going to speak to you about something very dear to my spirit, very dear to what I believe God has spoken to me to, about this morning. John chapter 6 and verse 63, and you guys, 
If I mention a verse, just go ahead with it, okay? Because I'm, 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 I may be all over the place, but you just have patience with me, okay? But here's the key verse. He is the spirit that quickeneth. It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. Well, I know I can tell you through the years in John, John 6, 63. It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. How many of you know that you can build and build all physical fleshly things and when it all said and done it's pretty much doesn't matter does it but he said the words that I speak unto you they are spirit and they are what so when I speak to you the word of God this morning they're going to bring spirit life to your heart and to your mind. So when the word of God is spoken to you today, and believe me, when I tell you, if you receive the word of God, there's nothing that God can't do in this house this morning. I'm expecting the supernatural to come in here and invade and do miraculous things. I speak that by faith. I speak it in the name of Jesus Christ because I am speaking the word of God. You may be seated. Thank you so much. Amen. Spirit life. Transmitting of faith. I have, since relocating to Tennessee, it's very curvy, mountainous, hillbilly, redneck country. I went a couple weeks ago and preached way up in the eastern Tennessee, and it's very, very mountainous and very curvy, so... Just to try to break the monotony, I, in my mind, as I would see my taillights in my mirrors, I, you know, you you go in one curve and you go into the next curve and the other curve, and and uh, so I started counting how many times the electrical lines crossed the road in a half a mile, and in that little trek that I was looked at my odometer and. It was 17 times the electricity, and I said to the people when I got up to speak, I said, this wouldn't, this wouldn't last in Wisconsin because you guys got power lines running every which way, one big snowstorm, and you guys would have no electricity for months or years. And so, But those lines that are transmitted, they were doing everything they could to get the power to the remotest area, putting electrical poles and outlets anywhere they could to be sure that that home was able to have power in it. Now begin to think about that is that God has given us, each of us, the ability to transmit faith by what we speak, by what we say, because the word of God is spirit life. It is powerful. I've had the word of God spoken over me many times even as a child, my father spoke over me as, as an infant that, that Satan would not have my life. And I'm here to propose to you today that I haven't always got it right. But 70 and a half years later, I'm still on the trail of following after Jesus Christ. So I know the power of the spoken spirit life word of God. And when you could portray a picture to you, I mean, if I could paint you a picture 
of what my vehicle looks like. I would I have a 2014 Honda Odyssey. It is solid black. I was here from my daughter's graduation in June, and if y'all remember the hailstorm that came through. I don't know if y'all were in Oconomowoc, but we were in Oconomowoc eating over there at the train station. And there we were sitting there eating, my family and all my grandkids, and we're sitting there, and all of a sudden it began to hail. And uh, it wasn't small hail, it was gigantic hail. And so when we walked out and Rodney's car looks the same, mine just van, mine just had more metal to hit. And so the, all along my van, if, you, if I drove my van, I promise you, you could pick out my van by this description. The one that has the largest egg-shaped dents in it, that's mine. Because it is absolutely has about a thousand of them. When I took it in for an estimate, the guy said they, they had these dent specialists come out and look at it. And a couple of them got up and ladder looked on the top and they said, wow, I've never seen dents like that. But you're, you can imagine now my Denny van, but I'm still driving that baby because praise God, it's debt free. Hallelujah. But you get a vision of that. But when I speak to you and tell you that the same God, that if I transmitted that visual of my 2014 Black Honda Odyssey van, I could say to you this morning that by the power of the spoken word of God, your life could radically be changed this morning. Romans 10 verse 17 said, Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, right? So you can, I, it's, it's, an, it's an evident fact. I've preached to literally hundreds of people. I taught about 2,000 Bible studies in Waukesha and baptized a lot of people over 30-something years. But I promise you, everybody that hears the Word of God does not receive the Word of God. So you can hear me preach this, this morning and go away not hearing or receiving it. But when you receive the Word of God and digest it into your spirit, something will begin to happen into your spirit life. And so faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of the Lord. Second Chronicles 4, 13 talks about this powerful Word of God as, as we look at this verse in, in Corinthians that, that God has given us the ability that we having the same spirit of faith according as it written, I believed and therefore I've spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. I wonder if everyone in this congregation could speak the faith that God would give us and his word and what kind of spirit life would come in this building in the next few moments. It is powerful. It's not my word. It's God's word. Romans 8 verse number 2 says it this way. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ, Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. So I can tell you one thing this morning. I stand up here flawed and fall and fault filled, but I can promise you I've been forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ. There is no place or no station that you've arrived that God cannot forgive you of. There's no place you can go that God can't be there with you. And I say to you with, with, with faith and with assurity this morning that transferring faith is by the power of you speaking faith. 
You have to speak it before it ever happens. Amen. Somebody got up and spoke, amen, several months before it happened that we're going to have a space in Brookfield, amen, and it eventually happened. Somebody got up and spoke over in Waukesha and said, we're going to sit on the freeway one day. Twelve years later, there we were. But somebody had to believe the power of the spoken word of God. And when you begin to conceive it into your mind and into your spirit and into your belly and into your heart, things begin to transpire. If you would look at Luke chapter 1, you'll find a guy by the name of Zacharias. The Lord visited him. He had been praying. And when, and when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. You know, that's, that's, that's when you ever pray about something and God starts to answer it and then you wonder what in the world is going on. But the angel said unto him, fear not, Zacharias, for the prayer, thy prayer is heard and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son and thou shalt call his name John. I mean, he's been praying about it. Anybody ever been praying about anything? And then all of a sudden, God answers your prayer and you say, okay, God, is this really you or not? And John had been praying for a child and then he starts to begin to debate with, with the angel. Thou shalt have joy and gladness and many shall rejoice at his birth. But guess what? And he shall be in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. Notice, keep as we go as we read on these next verses. Zacharias, then they'll begin to, for he shall be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink. Now, we're going to the next. That way I'm reading the same verses. I'm trying to follow you guys. But the truth of the matter is, is that, and many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. And, and so when you get over to the latter part of Luke, it, it tells us that Zechariah began to talk to the angel of the Lord, and he said, I don't, I, what, I don't know that this is going to happen, but basically what, he, what happens is that he says, well, how do I know this is really going to happen? And Gabriel says to him, watch this. You're not going to talk for nine months. You're not going to be able to open your mouth because you're, you're not going to be able to speak a word because the word that I spoken to you and said you're going to have a child and so there, that wasn't transmitted completely into his spirit. Now he knows by his inability to speak that now that's going to happen. What's the name? Normally in, in Old Testament and New Testament time, they would, they would name a child some family member. But the scripture said finally when he brings the tablet and, they, and these signs was what's going to happen. What's going to happen in these signs? That you're going to not be able to speak. You're not going to be able to talk. And finally they bring a writing tablet to Zechariah. And he said, what shall his name be? And his name shall be called John. And when he wrote John down on the writing tablet, immediately his mouth was opened and there he knew that it was God speaking to him. I'm here to proclaim to you this morning, God don't have to shut your mouth to get a miracle to happen here this morning. But on the other hand, some people need to shut up. Does that make sense? Some people just need to shut up because God is about to do great things. And if you don't believe it, keep your mouth shut. If the pastor says great revival's coming, whether you embrace it or not, don't say anything negative about it, but say amen and it shall be according to you what you have said. 
Can I get some faith in the house? I want to be a transmitter of faith. I want to speak faith in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ because faith can move mountains, but you can also hear the things spoken and nothing happened in your life. Same that you take Mary, for example, right very opposite in the same chapter, Luke chapter 1, when the angel comes to her and she said, you're going to have a baby. Well, how can I have a baby when I've never been with the man? The seed has never been planted. And so she said, well, you know, this is, this is what's going to happen to you, Mary. And guess what she says to, to the angel? She said, nevertheless, as you have said, as you've spoken, so shall it be. Big difference between how shall I know and God, have you really spoken to me? Has anybody given me a witness in the house that God's ever spoken a word into your life? And then you begin to embrace that and you begin to conceive that word. And when it was conceived, a miracle took place in your life and in your heart. I want to transmit to this church, amen, that this church is not big enough for what God wants to do in Waukesha County. This space is not big enough for what God. There's not enough people. There's not enough buildings to feel the revival that God wants to give to these people. But you've got to embrace it in your mind and in your spirit that it will happen. Just like people being healed this morning. God is about to heal somebody on this Sunday morning. The 21st of August of 2022, God's about to take somebody's diabetes away. He's about to heal somebody's mind, somebody's heart, somebody's emotion. But you got to believe it and conceive it and transmit it into your heart. I, I again, I'm my phone. I'm if I had a, if I had about a three five year old, I'd get my phone up here. But I I pull you up pictures this morning. Seven years ago, I was in Alabama where my other daughter lives, and, and so I was preaching away, and, and I, I gave a, 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 that morning, I asked for people that wanted prayer for healing, and here was a line that backed all the way out the door, and, and, and so I come, and I stepped down, and I said to this couple, they, they looked at me, and they said, well, what is it? The pastor standing next to him, they said, well, what is it that, that you want me to pray about? And I, I kind of be nice to be focused when you... You know, what you're praying about, you're not praying about goosebumps or you're not praying about, you know, facial hair or whatever it is that's got, you got a problem with. But I asked him, I said, what is, what is the world we want me to pray for? He said, well, we've been trying for seven years to have a baby. And I said, okay. And so I, when I stepped down to pray, the Lord just put a word in my mouth and I said, to them in front of 150 people, I said, are you guys ready for two? And I said, oh, my God, shut up, stupid. You open your mouth. You, you, you. And I'm telling you, that, that old boogeyman jumped right up on my spear and said, you are a big idiot. And I asked him again. I said, are you guys ready for two? Because you're running behind. And they were, the whole church starts laughing. So I pray for them. Nine months and one week later, there's twins that are born, a boy and a girl. So when I go back there and preach, Pastor Calhoun, anybody that don't want to get pregnant does not get in my line. 
because the power of the spoken word. But everybody that wants to have a baby gets in that line, and it's happened over and over and over again because the seed of the word is now germinating that church because somebody, the word was spoken. Do you want to have two, and is it going to happen? And God performed because they believed it, and they conceived it, and now it's happening. Is anybody ready to see something change and turn around in your spirit? Is there anybody ready to see the miraculous and anointing and power and authority and glory of God be transpired in our lives and minds? Because the word of God is incorruptible. It does not die. It's forever settled. It is founded. It will not change. When I speak the word of God and believe the word of God, it will come to pass. Praise God. So when I spoke the word of God to them, it managed now still reverberating through that church over and over again and children being born because somebody believed what a man of God said. And so faith is just not getting the Bible and reading it. You must also believe what is the, if the man of God tells you something and you conceive it in your spirit. It may not even sound like it's even reasonable. It may sound way off somewhere, but I'm telling you the power of the word of God can radically change your mind. It can change your heart. It can change your spirit. It can move inside of you and make you a complete new creature in Christ Jesus. I've been teaching in Bible study in Tennessee. Down in Tennessee is, uh, and no reflection, is very strong Church of Christ. And uh, I, no, no criticism for any church, but Church of Christ is down there is the church that has no music in it. It's, it's a polar opposite of Pentecost. And so they go to church and they make a melody in their hearts. So it's big, massive churches down there. And they, they, they come to church and they sing uh, the whole congregation, they sing, and they don't believe that drums, they believe that right there is the, the boogeyman. They believe that over there is more of the boogeyman. Anything that makes more racket, that's, that's more devil. So they think that anything we do around and beating and banging and playing Brother Dan like we did all those years, they thought we were way out in left field. So I started teaching these two Church of Christ ladies Bible study here about eight, about six, seven months ago. And so the first thing that I had to do in the Word of God, because what they had been told and taught all their life, if they came to a church that had music in it, it's of the devil. So I had to convince them first of all that praise and worship was not of the devil. That lifting of their hands was not of the devil. That organs was not of the devil. That keyboards was not of the devil. Now, that sounds kind of different for us. I mean, it'd be, it'd be kind of weird me coming here preaching this morning. Let's get rid of the drums. Let's get rid of all this music, and let's all just sing. To so that's what they, she'd been taught for 45 years. But So the word of God had to untrain her brain. She had been told that speaking with tongues is of the devil. So I had to give her the word of God and see, let it conceive in her spirit. She's a school teacher, and it had to finally get into her mind and into her heart and to her spirit. And so just about three months ago, one Sunday morning, I laid my hands on her, and I said, Leanne, in the name of Jesus, receive you the Holy Ghost. And she's real smart, and she's real thinks out everything. I said, would you quit thinking so much? Because you're going to think faith right out the house. I'm going to say to somebody, faith will kill. 
Thinking, overthinking stuff will make you lose the miracle God has for you this morning. You've got to accept it as God. I said, lift your hands, open your mouth, and begin to just thank Jesus and praise him with all of your heart. Forget about everybody else around. She said, these people screaming around me make me nervous. I said, okay, everybody get away from her. Don't anybody get near her. And guess what? God still filled her with the Holy Ghost. And guess what she did? She spoke in tongues just like they did 2,000 years on the day of Pentecost. And guess what she also did? She got baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And now she's a soul winner for Jesus because the word of God conceived into her and the spirit became life to her. Isn't that great? I mean, when you teach the Word of God and you teach Bible study and you teach what God is doing in people's life, it meant it's spirit and it's life. Aren't you glad you can pick up the Word of God and say, man, I know there's a word for me today. I know there's a word in John 6.63 says, the spirit and the word, they are life to me. And so when I got up this morning and when I woke up about four o'clock this morning, the Lord was dealing with me, talking to me about today. And I said, he said to you, me, he said, listen, you speak to my word. You believe my word. You stand on my word and I will back up my word if they will agree with what you're saying. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? There is nothing, not because Hook is here, not because of whatever. God's word still is infallible. It's still the mighty power of God, and it can do anything. Hallelujah. Y'all read on Facebook about my sweet wife, right? How many of you know about what happened with Sister Hook? Two years ago, this October, she contacted COVID. She has COPD. She has asthma. And the first cough on October the 6th of 2020, I knew we were in trouble. That deep, hacky cough. We went to the ER, sat there for 23 hours while other people hacked and coughed. And I've, I, I, anyway, we eventually got into the room and it wasn't long that she was in intensive care. But I can tell you that those next 50 days, and I thank God for my daughter here this morning, Michaela and Ashley, there were days my faith was weak, but there were days that my faith was so strong. I mean, I was like a yo-yo because every call, every every hour, two or three hours, the nurse would call. Well, she's worse now. She's got another infection. She's got this going on. But I kept sitting on my front porch, weeping and crying, saying, God, I know you gave her to me. I know she's helped my hands up. And anybody that knows her, she's backed me up when nobody else would say amen. And I said, she's been my partner to believe in God, to build churches, and to speak the word of faith. I'm telling you, it meant a long story, but 14 days on the ventilator. And finally, the morning, they called me and said, well, she's got to come off the ventilator. And I said, no, not today. And I said, let's just wait another day, if you will. And then the next day, and they called me. I said, how's her extra? She said, her lungs is a little bit better. I said, take her 
off. She, she made up her mind. She said, it's all up to you, Daddy. She said, they were talking to her about going on the bench. She said, you make the decision because I know you'll make the right decision. I said, oh, man, that's, that's tough when you're trying to make the decision for somebody. But that morning, God spoke to me and said, she will live. And when the pulmonologist said to me, this is exactly what she said to me. My sister was sitting next to me. She said, well, I'll tell you, she probably 99.9% .9 will not live. What do you want to do if she can't breathe? Well, I got in to see her for end of life for seven days. Got to go in seven days in a row because they said that was it. Finally, she didn't die. So they quit, they wouldn't let me come in anymore. But they said, "Oh, I'm sorry. What am I doing wrong over there?" But, it, but anyway, I said to, to the pulmonologist, "I said, okay, if she you think she don't live, I want you to hook her back up to the ventilator. Then the, I'm gonna have the girls come and tell her goodbye. Would you allow them to come? Yes." but I believe she's going to breathe. You understand what I'm saying? I'm now practicing what I preached for 45 years and the faith in saying, God, can it still happen? Amen. Those three and a half hours was like going to hell and back before I got another call. But three and a half hours later, I saw my wife's number pop up on the screen on FaceTime. And there was the nurse that I'd been got, got to know very well. She said, Reverend, looky here. And she turned that phone around. And there was my sweet rose, no ventilator, just the oxygen candles. And candlers in there. And I, I don't know if that's how you'd say it, but that's not how you say it, but it don't matter. But you know, just the oxygen is always in her nose. And she waved at me like this. So don't tell me that spirit and life and the word of God don't work. It works, folks. Somebody needs to stand up on your spirit and say, I am sick and tired of being sick and tired of saying this is the way life has to be. My family, my kids, my finances, my life, it's not going to remain the same that they've been. I am about to change. Things are about to change for the glory of the Lord. Come on now, while you're standing, I'd like for somebody to speak faith and life over your, your household. Speak faith and life over your mind. Speak faith and life that God is about to turn it around for you. Would you lift your voice with me and let's believe God is about to change the very thing. I thank you for speaking life into my soul. I thank you for speaking life into when there was no hope. I thank you for get, not giving up on me. I thank you that you reached down and picked me up again. I thank you, Lord, that you've not, you've not cast me away. I'm thankful you didn't cut me off, but you're still a merciful God, for your mercy still endures forever and ever and ever and ever. I'm glad, God, you're not mad at me this morning. I'm glad you didn't get a man, a man put a check mark by my name and say, he's not usable anymore. I'm here to 
tell you you're usable in the hands of the Lord. You are God's chosen child. You're God's chosen individual to do a mighty work for the kingdom of God. I want somebody to lift your hands right now and say, I am a vessel of God. I may have gotten off track sometimes, God, but I am now ready to say to you, your word is spirit and life. And God sent this old preacher man back to you to transmit from my life to your life, from God's word to your heart and say, I'm going to be that electrical line to transmit some faith into your spirit. I believe you, Lord. I believe you, Lord. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John 1, 14, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So that same Word that was conceived in Mary is going to be conceived in us this morning. What can we conceive, life spring? What are you ready to conceive what, are you, what is the word of God ready to incubate in your spirit? I'm ready to release any hurts of the past. I'm ready to release any wounds of the past. Did somebody mind come playing for me? Is everybody Okay. I want, I got more to preach, but it's time to shut up. Pastor Calhoun, I got something going on in my life right now. Very few people, one, two people in this room know about it. But it's, 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 what's happening is like it's, Satan has tried to, Regurgitate hurt and rebellion. And I want to be wounded in my flesh, in my spirit. I want to be wounded because it hurts. But I keep going back. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. Some of the people I've trusted the most are hurting me the most. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Some of the people that I, I believed in. Would... So, Brother Steve, I just had to make up my mind. God, if you took care of Elijah and Elisha, you, brain, you brought the the manna down for the children of Israel and you caused the crows to bring them meat and bread, then God can take care of anything. Can I hear you? Can I tell you? So when the spirit of fear tried to come across me about my future and about my finances, now God said to me one night in prayer, he said, listen here, son, if I'm the author of faith and my word is spirit life, then if you have the spirit of fear, that spirit of fear did not come from me. 
Fear is the devil's language. I'm speaking to you right now. Fears of the devil, and it's and that's exactly the tree that he wants you to live under. But I speak faith over you to tell you that every hurt and every wound and every past and everything that's currently challenging you, transmit faith. I want to be one of those light poles over there in eastern Tennessee. I'm going to get power to you. You may be a little bit isolated right now. You may have not been here in a while, but I tell you, God still loves you so much. God's got such a plan for you. And after I retired, I don't know why I'm being so open and veneer, but I feel it in the Holy Ghost to do it today. Here I've been at a great church and people all around me, then all of a sudden I moved to Tennessee and nobody knows me. I go to a men's conference, a men's meeting, and nobody even speaks to me. I've had people at district conference come and say, can I sit with you and Sister Hook? said, I just want the spirit you guys to have to rub. And so here I am for the last three years. I feel like I'm on an island. Who cares? So I had to overcome that loneliness. And where did, where, what, what, what God do you even have a plan for us now? Now keep coming back to that. God keeps speaking in my spirit. My word is spirit and they are life. So don't you believe what your flesh tells you. Don't you believe what your mind's trying to tell you. You believe that you're a child of God. You're a man of God. And I've got my purpose for you. And don't you ever forget it, son. I have a word from God for somebody, but I'm going to give it to you personally if, if you will respond. I'm going to ask the entire group if you just come stand here with me. Everyone that's here, if you, would, if you wouldn't mind, just come stand around the front. And the Bible said in Matthew, he said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And he also says bitter and sweet water can't come out of the same well. So I'm going to say to you this morning, either you want a change in your life or you want a miracle in your life and you want God to come in and saturate your whole mind and soul. You've got to quit speaking the negative. You've got to quit speaking fear but speak faith. I said, speak faith into your life. If you wouldn't mind lift, slipping your hand up, and I want you to speak a word of faith over your life, first of all. I want you to speak faith over your spouse and over your wife and her husband if they're standing next to you. Jesus, I speak faith over live spring this morning. Let us be transmitters of faith, Lord. I speak faith that this church will experience an apostolic outpouring and revival, O oh Lord. 
Hallelujah. I transmit a word of faith to you that it's not going to stay that way always. Hallelujah. There we go. All the stuff that the devil's put in your mind that you've went too far, you're beyond the point of no return. That's a lie from hell. I want to be a transformer on the pole for Jesus today and say there's plenty of power still coming your way. There's joy coming back to your life. Hallelujah. I said, there's joy coming back to your spirit again. There's hope coming back to you one more time. Now, if you will, I want you to slip over by your neighbor and I want you to lay your hands on them and I want you to speak faith over them in the name of the Lord. I want you, wherever you would, would you just speak a word of faith over them? Come on, it's okay. Speak a word of faith over them. Hallelujah. I want you to speak a word of faith over them. I want you to pray a prayer. A blessing. Jesus, I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. 